Welcome back to the Spouse Selection Podcast. Emergency edition? Is this an emergency edition? It kind of is. Um, yeah, sure. So yeah, welcome to the emergency edition of the uh, Spouse Selection Podcast. We, uh... Yeah, last episode I know that we said that it was going to be up to you guys, but no one voted, so... I made an executive decision and decided we were going to watch James Cameron's Avatar, but... Those eagle-eyed folks among you will notice that the title of this episode is, in fact, not James Cameron's Avatar. We are going to be watching The Lord of the Rings, The Fellowship of the Ring, extended edition, for those of you who care. Which, for some context, I have never seen any of the Lord of the Rings movies, and I was pretty, like, strongly adamant about not wanting to watch them. Yes, she was. Yeah, because it's just not for me. I'm just not really a big fantasy person, but... Uh, Rich had the two towers on today yes, I did. while I was working from home and I like got sucked into it. And was I like, was working okay. from home too. I wasn't just hanging out on a random Friday. Yeah. We're I not, wish I was. We're not bums, you guys. Not completely. <laughs> um, so yeah, I had two towers on and Erin was kind of getting sucked in and it was like really funny to me because she has been for a long time. Like since this podcast was, well, since before this podcast wasn't a thing, it's before been it conceived. Yeah, before it was conceived, um, yeah. which means it's legally a person. Oh, there's our boy. <laughs> In Georgia, anyway. Um, yeah, so before this podcast even came out, uh, we were thinking about you watching The Lord of the Rings at some point as like kind of like a semi-torture well, idea, basically, for you. Yeah, because, I mean, it, I asked Rich which of these two or uh, trilogies he liked the best, Star Wars or Lord of the Rings, and he was pretty adamant about Lord of the Rings being better. And so I'm like, okay, well, like, I love this man. I should probably watch his favorite movies. I can probably, like, I can qualify that by basically just saying that my opinion on it is that the three Lord of the Rings movies by Peter Jackson are, like, all individually masterworks, whereas, like, you know, A New Hope is awesome. Return of the Je- or um, Empire Strikes Back is probably a masterpiece. It's fantastic. Return of the Jedi is awesome, too, and I love it. But I don't know if, like... I wouldn't call Phantom Menace a masterpiece. Well, Phantom Menace doesn't count. Yeah, that's outside of the original trilogies. <laughs> the Phantom Menace is comp- comparable to, like, The Hobbit. Yeah. And it's like, I like The Hobbit enough, but I understand there's a lot of... That's right, I did say trilogy. So, yeah. Yeah. I guess you're right. That, okay. That's where I would look at it. Like, Star Wars is a lot of shit going on, and there's a lot of... Pardon my French. There's a lot of shit going on, and there's a lot of different... There's a lot of different authors and a lot of different people who have come in and influenced Star Wars through over the, over the years and like put of, different products out. It's a lot of spoons or a lot of spoons in the pot or chefs in the kitchen, basically. Yes, a hundred percent, including like George Lucas and like since George Lucas left. Whereas like Lord of the Rings is George J.R.R. Tolkien smacked out three books. He smacked out The Hobbit before those books came out and decided to like adapt it. He was just like a mad English professor. He was a mad English professor. I think he was a professor professor of languages, but yeah. So, okay. Tolkien rules. So I guess then what is your summary of Fellowship of the so Ring? So my summary of Fellowship of the Ring is a bunch of little dudes and their friends get put on a quest. Okay. And, and there's a ring involved? There is a ring involved. Okay. Yeah, but it's a bunch of little dudes and their friends get put on a quest. 
one thing that Rich did tell me that isn't a spoiler, it's just a fact about the uh, filming of these movies, is that I guess, because I, I made the point about how all the hobbits have no shoes on. Yeah. So does that mean that then the actors have to walk around with no shoes on? And mm-hmm. Rich was like, no, they had to wear prosthetic feet. Yeah, they had like little like, and like someone might correct me if they're if I'm wrong. Like I'm probably gonna end up diving into some of the behind the scenes stuff here because I'm I'm on a complete Lord of the Rings kick. I'm reading the Two Towers right now. That's what inspired me to start watching the movies. I haven't watched the movies in a few years, and I haven't read the books in like a decade. So, yeah, um, yeah, they wore prosthetic feet because hobbits have big feet that have little little fur on them, like a little hair on the top of them. So. Aaron's looking at my feet like, huh, you're kind of like a hobbit, actually. And that's not fair. I am not sure that I'm not a hobbit. I like (laughs) good food. I like good pipe weed. I like... Potatoes. Potatoes. Mash them, stick them in a stew. You know, I basically might be a hobbit. But if I'm a hobbit, there's worse things to be, like an elf. (laughs) You and elves, I swear to God. (laughs) I like Lord of the Rings elves enough, but we'll talk about this later. We'll talk about the Lord of the Rings... We'll talk about the Lord of the Rings. We got a lot of time to talk about the Lord of the Rings. Oh yeah, we do. Um, I think so. The plan with this podcast here, guys, tonight is that we're going to be watching this movie actually before Ian goes to bed. We're going to start watching it because it's the Fellowship of the Ring. Those of you who've watched it know that for a four-hour movie, we're we're not going to be getting into anything that's a little heavy for a child anytime soon here. Um. So yeah. Yeah. We're gonna um keep this intro short. I'm sure we're going to have plenty to say, and um, thank you for bearing with us. One well, thing then. that we might want to consider, and like I, I could consider it off of off air, but hmm. do we want to maybe like record a little bit after like halfway through the movie or something, or do we want to like we should probably just finish the movie outright and then record, correct? Well, let's see where we're at. Like, if there are, if you know, because we're not, we're obviously not going like to sit and watch four hours of it tonight. Like, we're going to break it up over right. a couple of days. One second. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, <clears throat> so, I think maybe we see where we're at after sure. we are watching tonight. And if I have, like, burning questions and I'm like, I just need to get this out of my brain now, yeah. then I'll ask you and okay. we'll do a podcast. Um, or we just wait and we just record the whole thing. Okay. We'll see. Yeah, that sounds good. Yeah. So, uh, I think Ian is ready to watch Lord of the Rings. I think he's ready to, to come out and watch Lord of the Rings as well. Yeah. All right. So, we're going to go grab our boy. Alrighty, thank you guys. Alright, so we just got finished uh, watching Lord of the Rings, which was really only half hour, half hour, (laughs) (laughs) three hours. Yeah. um, With the extended edition, but there's a half hour of credits at the end. Yep. We uh, fast-forwarded through the credits just because we were kind of flabbergasted that they were so long. Because I think it was like three hours and 48 minutes is the runtime. Yeah. And if you account for a half, half an hour. hour of credits, that's pretty... That's not nearly as bad. No, it's really not. Um, makes me wonder what the actual runtime of the like regular edition is. Because it's probably just a, two hours and change, I'd imagine, right? Yeah. Closer to three, probably. But. Something we'll have to look up, maybe. But, mm-hmm. yeah. So what did you think overall? I liked it. I liked it a lot more than I thought that I was going to. Um, okay. Yeah, I thought everybody in it was great. Um, okay. Obviously, uh, Sir Ian McKellen as Gandalf. Mm-hmm. Killed it. Amazing. Um, 
one thing that I would like to point out too is that like there's a lot of memes from this movie. Yeah, there are a lot of memes. All right, then keep your secrets. Yeah. <laughs> what about second <laughs> breakfast? <laughs> yep. Um, tons of memes from this movie, and I guess where where should we begin, really? I guess I, I don't know. That's really up to you. Okay. Um. Like, you've seen this movie way more than I have, so you may have to, like, remind me of some scenes from the opening. No, for sure. Um, let's kind of go through, like, so the opening. Yeah. So Sauron has the ring. Mm-hmm. And he, like, so, okay, I guess I'm a little confused because there's the, you know, the nine rings for the men. Yeah. There's the three or four rings for the um, elves. Right. There's the nine rings for the dwarves. Yep, seven for the dwarves, or, three sorry, for the seven. elves. Um, are those all made by Sauron as well? Most of them, I don't think all of them are. I think the elves were made, the elven rings, and there might be someone out there who would correct me, but, um, because I'm not, like, totally up to date on this stuff. I, 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 I'm not sure. But, I think the elven rings were made by the elven smith, Celebrimbor, who worked with Sauron, like, before Sauron fully showed his cards as kind of being an evil guy. Mm. He made, like, they made, like, these nice rings, and were like, yo, everybody, like, have these nice rings. And then Sauron made a secret ring in the, in the background. That can control all of them. <laughs> right. So the elven rings were, like, they, the elves kind of knew that something was messed up, I'm pretty sure, and were able to, um, you know, not use their rings when Sauron was, was about with the ring. But if he were to get the, the rings back... Or if he were to get the one ring back, he would be able to, like, you know, control and subvert the bearers of those rings. Yeah. And, you know, not like, I don't think it's, like, much of a spoiler, but there's nine rings given to men. Mm-hmm. Where do you think, what do you think happened to those guys? They all killed each other. They all killed each They all had to have killed each other over those rings. Sure, but. Or over the ring. Have you consider how many ring wraiths there are? How many ring wraiths? Yeah, the dudes in black, who go like. Oh, oh, oh! Yeah, that they—they're them. They're agents of Sauron yeah. now. Yeah. Yeah, they're like manipul. They're like literally like ghostly, unkillable demon people, more or less. Like. <laughs> yeah. Um. Another thing that we. I know, like, you had brought up before, um, mm-hmm. just in, like, us discussing it in passing, but just, like, the Christian influence on this set of <laughs> films, or this set of, this world, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of it. And I kind of like that, because it's easy to follow. Because, I mean, a lot of people it's, know the story of Christ. A lot of, like, very, like, just good and evil stuff, basically, you mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, even just the imagery, like, in the movie, you can tell. I mean, I haven't read the books, obviously, but, like, you you can very easily tell who's good and who's evil just by right. how they're, like, even the makeup, the um, the way they're dressed, obviously, like, the way the actors portray them, but mm-hmm. even just, like, the lighting around them, what scenes they're in, like, you get very clear, visible imagery that tells you whether this person is good or evil. Yes, 100%. And, like, so, like, you know, lore nerds out there, if you're listening, might know, like, oh, Gandalf's basically an angel sent by God to do, like, his bidding on Earth. And that's, you know, that's totally fine. But there's nothing, like, 
there's nothing lost by not knowing that and just thinking and just seeing and thinking, you know, Gandalf's a really cool guy who brings cool fireworks to the party and shows up and smokes some weed and hangs out and is just like all around a totally nice guy. And then you see when you like Gandalf establishes that he's down to party, that he's super serious mm-hmm. because at any time where Gandalf needs to get serious and if he needs to put the fear, the literal fear of God in people, he just does. Yeah. He like, he'll just make himself look like he's like 10 feet tall and be like, <laughs> and then, and people, uh, you know, shut up generally speaking. So I would just like to add really quick that every time I had a question about like a plot point or whatever, your response to me was that wasn't in God's plan. <laughs> yeah. That, that, Yes. <laughs> Like that's not an answer. Why didn't the e- why don't they just fly the eagles? I watched Family Guy episode and they were they were they even they brought it up and they were just like why didn't they just fly on the eagles and yeah why didn't they? God said no 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 you have to work for it. You almost had it. You got to be quicker than that. You got to work. You got to work for it a little bit. You can't just fly in and on the eagles, Aaron. That'd be cheating. God doesn't like cheaters. Okay. <laughs> Wait, how is that cheating, though? Because Gandalf uses the eagle already. Listen, Gandalf has a friendship with the eagles built up over many years uh-huh. of mutual respect. Uh-huh. And the eagles don't like to be used as errand boys, even if the errand is super important. And somewhat, maybe, listen, Elrond's super smart, but maybe he dropped the ball here. If we're going to blame someone, we're going to blame Elrond. Because Elrond, as you'll see, is totally like... Well, okay, like, we got the ring off, but, like, that's not going to work. Oh, my God, that's not going to work. We just have to, like, get on a boat and go to heaven. And that's the only choice we have. We can't fight back. We can't do anything cool. We can't be, like, you know. Wait, so it doesn't work throwing it into the mountain? I'm not saying that. Elrond had that good idea, but Elrond doesn't get off his ass and do anything, does he? Not really. No, he doesn't. And I'm not going to chirp Elrond too hard here. I am just going to say, though, that he turns into... Elves in general in The Lord of the Rings are kind of whiny babies. But (laughs) You you and elves. You and elves. Where? Okay, sidebar for a moment, if I may. (sighs) Where does this come from, this hatred (sighs) of elves? I like dwarves more. And dwarves don't like like elves. But you have like a... I wouldn't even say a visceral hate. It's just like you hate elves. Like, okay, the other day I lost my wallet and I lost my car keys. And I didn't really lose them, but I kind of lost them. And I didn't really, like, think to even bother to, like, worry about them being lost because it was the weekend and I wasn't going anywhere. So, like, whatever, you know, fine. But then Monday morning comes and I'm scrambling to find my wallet and my keys. And I joked with Aaron and I was just like, you know, it's it's the elves' fault. It's the damn elves. The elves took my wallet and my keys. <laughs> and, like, half-jokingly, but, like, you never know. You never know. But moral, I did find him. So yeah. that was good. But fucking elves. <laughs> the very rare F bomb dropped by Rich on the podcast here, but like, yeah. Um Okay. Getting back on topic though, notice how Elrond doesn't get off his ass at all. He just turns into a whiny baby the whole time. I I had a point that I was originally gonna be getting onto, but Elrond also doesn't get off his ass and go talk to the Eagles and be like, yo, Eagle bros, like Yo, you should take these people to special mission. We will all be like so thankful. Yeah. Instead, all Ron's like, I gotta go to heaven. Sorry, guys. That's our choice. We gotta go to heaven. Mm. And they literally get on a boat and go to heaven. Spoilers. What? 
No, I'm saying elves in general. When you see the elves at the beginning at the beginning of the movie. Yeah. Yeah, when you see the when Frodo and Sam just leave the shire oh, and you yeah, see the elves, yeah, yeah. and they're just oh, they're like going, peacing out. They're going to the harbor to go sail into the west, and it's like, yeah, no, they're like literally like sailing into like the place called the Undying Lands. Yeah, they're going to heaven, baby. Well, good for them. I don't mean to get farther away from the microphone. I was just kind of like casually sitting back as I got into a <laughs> Lord of the Rings rant, but I digress. I think. A good place to go from here, before we get too, too far here, mm-hmm. is to discuss the members of the Fellowship. Okay. So. Well, I can see why you like Gimli. Okay, so we'll start with Gimli, I guess? Yeah. All right, Gimli, son of Gloin. What do you like, what do you think about Gimli? I, I need to hear your opinions. Gimli reminds me of my mother. Holy shit. Another rare appearance there, but What? In that Gimli is very stubborn. He doesn't really like... To, like, he thinks that his way is the right way a lot of the time. Like, he he's not very open to suggestions a lot of the time. And he'll just kind of go along with, like, what the other people in the fellowship... Like, they kind of have to persuade him to do certain things. And that reminds me of my mom because she's also very set in her ways and that, like, her it's her way or the highway. So that's why Gimli reminds me of my mom. It also, like... Gimli has his idea of the right way to do something and does it immediately without asking. So, like, Gimli taking the axe and just trying to break the ring. Like, all right, we need to destroy it? Fine. Exactly. (laughs) Yep. You know. Hey. So you can see why. (laughs) Points for trying. Love you, D-Nice. Okay. Um, What what do you... Yeah, what else do you think about Gimli? Just Gimli has the same color hair as me when I actually, like, decide to dye my hair. Yep, that's why, that is why I like that color on you. Because it reminds me of Gimli. Mm-hmm. God. Okay, mm-hmm. noted. <laughs> you like me because I look like a dwarf? Of course, yes, of course. I can't shake my head, yes. I did shake my head, yes. Of course, I like you because you are a dwarf. Is that a compliment? Of course it is. As soon as How we're allowed, is that a compliment? Because I know that as soon as you and me have enough money to buy a mine, get a couple pickaxes, no, we're no, moving no. in, baby. Mm-mm. No more sunlight for us. No. No more sunlight for us. I already us. told you what we're going to do gonna if get we get a, a bunch of money. We're going to get an internet connection, a missile silo. No. <laughs> a decommissioned missile silo, and we're going to start digging. No. We're going to start digging, no, baby. Not. Digging for what? <laughs> Mithril. What? Mithril. What is that? It's lighter than anything else, and it's harder than steel. It's from the Lord of the Rings, remember? Okay, that's not a real thing, though. Okay, well, maybe if you believed a little harder, it would be. <sighs> These fine people are just trying to listen to our opinion on, the po- on this here, and instead I'm revealing our five-year plan. And you guys are going to look like fools when I do strike Mithril. And I'm going to look like a fool when I strike a demon living at the heart of the earth. Okay. Anyway, Legolas <laughs> of the Wonderland realm. I cannot tell you how many of my friends who like were into Lord of the Rings, mm-hmm. like as teenagers, had Legolas plastered all over their room. Legolas was... I really mm. liked Legolas when I was a kid, i got to be honest. Mm. I still do, though, because Legolas is sick. He is. The only complaint that I have about Legolas is that his eyebrows don't match his hair. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) It's Orlando Bloom. I think he's naturally black-haired. 
I know, but you can dye somebody's eyebrows. Yeah, but maybe they didn't pay him enough to dye his eyebrows. You can even put just like fake ass shit in there that dyes it for a day and then washes out. You know, I don't know about that though. It's we, elves are strange because you got like, like Kate Blanchett. She's got the whole like dyed everything. Elrond is just straight up brown haired. Like I don't, yeah. I don't know, but I agree with you that it's a little inconsistent. You when you have the HD on, you can see that he has like a unibrow if you look carefully enough, mm-hmm. and it's just like it's a little bit like <laughs> that's funny. He's a little <laughs> frou frou elf, and he's still got a unibrow, which I mean like, okay, <laughs> fair enough. Um, Aragorn is dope. Aragorn is the man. You know what's really funny is there's an episode of Always Sunny where um, they have a Halloween party at the bar. And, um, who was it? Mac dresses up as Aragorn. And the costume is honestly, like, kind of spot on. I'll just show it to you. (laughs) Excellent. It's pretty great. Yeah, Aragorn's the man. And, like, talk about a good backstory for the character, you know? He's got a love interest. He's got intrigue as to his background. Yeah. He's what, the great-great-great-grandson of the guy? Yeah, he's Isildur's heir. Yeah. And he's the heir to the kingdom of Gondor. So, like, when Denethor... (laughs) Denethor, I'm getting way ahead of myself. When Boromir is, like, my dad's the steward of Gondor. So, literally thousands of years ago, or in the the universe there. Mm -hmm. The king died without a child or whatever, without an heir. Mm -hmm. But the line still lived on with, like, Aragorn's family up in the north somewhere. Yeah. In the woods. And, um... So, Boromir's dad literally is the guy who's in charge of Gondor. Okay. And Aragorn is the guy who's supposedly going to be the king. So there's a con- that's the kind of where the conflict of interest between those two comes in. Gotcha. Because Aragorn's going to show up one day and be like, "Hey, it's me, the king." <laughs> Hello, sirs. I am here to take over your kingdom. Great or job. Going to be like the book. Yeah, literally. It's like new managers coming in, like, "Hey, really good job." Managing the situation for the past couple thousand years, everybody. You're all fired. (laughs) (laughs) No, you're not being fired. Your roles are being restructured. You're going to be the steward of Gondor, which really means you're going to be in charge of, like, infrastructure. So, like, roads, sewers, that kind of stuff. I'm going to do the important things, like have all the good parties and lead the armies into battle. Collect all the money. And have sex with my cool elven wife. (laughs) And you guys are all going to hang out and... Do whatever. Wait, Thanks. back up. Is uh, the Liv Tyler's character, yeah. Aragorn's lady, are they married? Are they married? No. You said wife. That's his, I'm talking about if he were to get everything that he wants to get ha- have happen. Oh, okay. Yeah, because that's his lady. It, they're, if, they're, I don't want to close my he, he talks to Galadriel in the movie, and he's like, and he talks to Arwen. That's her name, Arwen. I don't want to fall asleep because I'd miss you, baby. And I don't want to miss you. You're going to be copyright striking this now. <laughs> is, I just think it's really funny that Steven Tyler's daughter is like, A, gorgeous, and B, a good actress. Because he is ugly and a weirdo. Compared to Star Wars, the love scenes in this are like, way better i mean like actually you know you can tell that there's chemistry between the two instead of just just being stale and dry (laughs) yeah even though they're speaking like some like literally elvish Elvish, yeah so that's yes so no they're not married gladriel talks to to um aragorn about that because 
when they do get married or if they were to get married, she'd be giving up her immortality. Yeah. That's, like, part of the deal, I guess. So, you know, that's kind of a big deal. And he got the little necklace. It's, like, a promise necklace that says, like... I'm your boo thing. Yeah, I give you... I give up my this immortality pussy. for you. Wow. What? Sorry. X-rated. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Who else we got? So, Boromir. So, that was where the conflict between Aragorn and Boromir came in. Ned Stark. Ned Stark. <laughs> so, Eddard Stark comes in and he's like, what's this sword here? It's broken. It's a also, shitty sword. I'm sorry. What? Okay. I, I knew that he was going to be sketched from the beginning because of just his framing. And the way that he was dressed the whole time. The fact that he was dressed in, like, darker colors sure. led me to believe that he was going to be a, a bad guy. Mm-hmm. So, I think he got what he deserved at the end because he tried to fuck Frodo up and try and steal the ring. So, you kind of get what you deserve if you're going to be a piece of shit. See, like, you say he got what he deserved. I feel like he played his role and I feel like he... Like, Boromir... Like, the point of it all is that Boromir is, like, not... He's just, like, he's any other infallible person. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, the whole point of Bo- of Frodo fleeing the, the rest of the Fellowship with Sam in tow, mm-hmm. unintentionally with Sam in tow, yeah. um, was that he couldn't trust any of them. Right. Legitimately. Yeah. Gandalf could not be trusted with the ring. Yeah. And did not trust himself. He went to Galadriel. Galadriel, that, that elf lady, is universally recognized as, like, one of the most powerful ladies, one of the most powerful things going yeah and she did reject it but she like it took her all of her like literally everything yeah everything she had and then she was and she even she was just like after that happened she was like all right so i passed the test i gotta go to heaven now like it's time for me to start planning my escape because i oh my god (laughs) um i will say that like one of the, the the messages in this movie that i like and agree with and i think is actually very relevant now is the fact that men are attracted to power like that's said outright in the mm-hmm. beginning of the movie um because they say like elves are attracted to something dwarves are attracted to something else and yeah, dwarves are, attra- are greedy yeah really. yeah they're attracted to greed and men are attracted to power and it's like you can see why those like whatever they're called the the nine men you can mm-hmm. see why they ended up the way that they did because right. it's very true that you know, in a situation like that, any man would would probably, you know, mm-hmm. do whatever they do. Right. And, like, <clears throat> and like when they're talking about power with these rings, like, it literally has, like, powers. Like, you see Frodo goes invisible. Yeah. And that's just, like, a very simple, you know what I mean? It's very ambiguous what the power of the ring are, is, but <laughs> he can go invisible, but presumably somebody like Aragorn or somebody could... I mean, they could be potentially, like, Superman. You know what I mean? Like, it, it yeah. does whatever it does for them. Yeah, I, I guess... Think it's a, it's a wish fulfillment thing, I think, more or less. Well, I guess I'm a little confused as to, like, how the ring works. Because, I mean, obviously when Frodo puts it on, he goes invisible. And it can mm-hmm. give some powers to some people. But, I mean, it's it's stated in the, the lore in the beginning that it's Sauron that, like has complete like it only answers to sauron ultimately yeah yeah so and it also has a will of its own yeah which is like sauron's will yeah well because his life force is trapped inside the ring so it's really he's the ring right so you like see it like at points like when aragorn came up to um came up to frodo after 
that scene with Boromir. Yeah. And Frodo, like, and he reached out and, like, touched his hand. And before he clasped his hand over Frodo's and closed his hand over the ring, the ring literally, according to the subtitles, was saying, was, like, calling to him. Was yeah. saying, like, hey, like, grab me. You should grab me instead, because... We can do great things together. AK, this could be a great merger. Yeah, this would be a great merger. And that's what the ring wants. The ring wants to, like, have some dude, like charging the battle with it on so it can like fly off his finger in the middle of something and like slip go onto to Sauron. Yeah, exactly. Sauron, it yeah. wants to go home. Like Okay. I love the fact that Christopher Lee is in this movie. Me too. Ah, he's so good. Oh, he is so good. And like he wanted to play Gandalf, so like quote unquote got done dirty by this, but no, he, he did didn't. such a good job. He, he is He is the type of actor who he has the voice and the facial expressions and the body language of, of a bad guy. He's been typecast as a bad guy in a lot of things. Yeah. So he, that's the role that he plays very well. Like, Have you seen the um, the Johnny Depp version of uh, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory? I don't know. I no, haven't. you haven't? I oh, haven't. we'll have to watch that. So okay. he plays Charlie's, or I'm sorry, Willy Wonka's father. Like the grandpa movie. or whatever? No, Willy Wonka's father. Oh, okay, okay. It's it's a part of this the story that I don't remember from the book. I think it may have been added for the movie just to give Willy Wonka some backstory. But anyway, he does a great job in that movie. But he's you know kind of a villain role because, spoiler, it's implied in the movie that the reason Willy Wonka becomes obsessed with chocolate is because his father is a dentist and his father like you know forces all of this dental hygiene on him and makes him have braces and all this stuff mm. and then he tries candy for the first time and he's like oh my god this is the best thing i've ever tasted sure and it's almost as like a spite thing is like he's like fuck you i'm gonna go make candy and yeah. be a chocolatier and then his his dad is like well then i'm not gonna have anything to do with you and literally his house disappears it's a thing anyway okay yeah but he's in that movie as well and he's wonderful okay um Thank but he was also Christopher. wonderful in this movie rest um, in peace yeah Damn it. He was really good. So we got we've got the the men down, we've got the elf and the dwarf down. Gandalf, we already mentioned, is just like a little bit. Is he's a true he's just a true 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 friend. Yeah. You gotta love Gandalf. Uh my favorite character is Pippin. Okay. <laughs> Peregrine took? <laughs> yeah. Why is that? Because he cracks jokes all the time mm -hmm. and he doesn't take things too seriously, and that's Basically, how I live my life is just I crack jokes all the time and don't really give a fuck. So you know, whatever. <laughs> we're on the, we're in on this quest. Where are we going? Yeah, <laughs> and he's he's just happy go lucky, like along for the ride, like you know, there to be supportive, and it's also in the end ends up being a, a real homie because mm -hmm. he and Mary both distract the orcs away from Frodo, so Frodo can escape. And you say in the end too. This is the end of the, uh, this and the movie. End of this, but part of the trilogy. He, um, he's the only one that Gandalf continuously shits on. Mm-hmm. Which, again, is really funny. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Fool of I a took. I think I, I just relate to Pippin because I feel like I was kind of shit on a lot in my family. <laughs> That's Shout awful to say. To but, like, no, I mean, as far as, you know, kind of a, in a black sheep type of way, you know? Right. Pippin's the black sheep of the fellowship, I think. And that he's just, you know, he does whatever. And he's a funny little dude. I like Mary too. Yeah. Like Mary a duck, Brandy Buck. What a name. Okay, since we're talking about hobbits, we yeah. have to talk about Sam and Frodo's gayness. Okay, so let we're gonna talk about Sam and Frodo next, I guess. But they're, we're gonna talk about their 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 energy. Yes. Yeah. Go ahead. Elaborate. So okay. 
I I liked this movie and I, like there was so much tension there at the end, right? Yeah. Where they're you know uh, Sam or Frodo's going away on the boat and Sam comes and he's like Mr. Frodo and he almost literally fucking drowns because mm-hmm. he's trying to chase the boat yeah and he can't swim. Mm-hmm. It's like he, Ian going after Grammy in the in the pool. Oh my god. Funny story for all you listeners out there today. There was an older woman in the pool, and she had a hat on and sunglasses. And my mother-in-law, Denise, who Ian knows as his Grammy, all the time wears, like, a hat and some sunglasses. So, he sees her in the pool. He sees this lady in the pool and starts going, Gummy! Gummy! Which is Grammy. And trying to swim over to her. He's two years old. He's in a life jacket. He's, like, basically helpless in the water. He's... Really a good water baby. He did really well though. He was like kicking his legs and made, made it like feet. a he, he yeah made it a few feet. Yeah, was, it was really impressive. Had um, I not stopped him, he would have swam right over to her. But um, yeah, a lot of energy between Sam and Frodo. Yeah, just at the end when like he pulls him up and he's like, you know, they're looking longingly into each other's eyes, and he goes, Sam, like I'm so glad you're here with me mm-hmm. or whatever, and it's just like, kiss. <laughs> I want you to kiss. You don't know what they're doing off screen. <laughs> Tolkien wouldn't have wrote about that. But oh, as, also, a historian, as a historian would say, they're very good friends. They're roommates. <laughs> like those um those people that they found in the rubble of Vesuvius, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Roommates. Roommates. Like Achilles and Patroclus. Yeah. <laughs> really good friends. Uh, um, um, but hold on. I do want to just remind you, and I, I've said this a few times. This is part one of three. I know. I know. And... Uh, it's not going away anytime soon. The energy is going to be a constant. Can we at least in the last movie get like a nice gay sex scene between them two? It was 2001 or 2000, early 2000s. I don't think they were doing gay sex scenes yet. Damn it. Brokeback Mountain wasn't out yet. Maybe it was. Maybe it was. I don't know. Um, oh, real quick. I just want to point out the fact that um, Rich didn't know what a beard is. Like not... Like facial hair, one. beard, like uh, what? What's the word I'm looking for? The uh, the. What's the word I'm looking for? Beard. Yeah. Well, what is that like a term for something? Not a nickname. Like a. Anyway. A slang term. I guess. Yeah. Um. Let's go with that. It it'll come to me. Anyway. Uh. So a beard is a woman who is with a man who is secretly gay and is dating or married to the woman to give the impression of being straight. So the disguise. Yes. So um Rich pointed out that what's her name? The Hobbit that Oh Rosie. Rosie. Yeah. Pointed out that Sam is into Rosie and I was like, yeah, Rosie's his beard. <laughs> Rich looked at me like, what? <laughs> Aaron's but, got Aaron's got a surprise coming. Wait till she watches the next couple movies and finds out where Sam and Frodo's relationship goes. I want to see some Hobbit on Hobbit action. Lord have mercy. <laughs> Let's go on the internet. Go Google it. No. Ru- Rule 34, Sam and Frodo. That's not have the fun. same. Don't do that. No. Listeners no, no, out no, no, there, no, no, don't no. do that. Yeah, don't do that. Um, But yeah, no. It, it's not the same if it comes from a like, fanfic. Tolkien himself is clearly like setting up this tension between them. If it's not rewarded they're in some really way, they're really good friends. He was no, in war, not. Aaron. He was in war, <laughs> World War One, Aaron. That's how they talked. They were like, "Oh, you're my best." They would call each other master. They'd be like, "Oh, you're my master, mate." 
bloody hell, we're in the trenches, mate. You're my dearest friend. They don't look longingly friend. into each other's eyes like that. How do you know? Were you in World War One? <laughs> Maybe I was. Oh my Maybe God. my past self was a nurse or a so, soldier. I'm just saying. They're, they're not gay. They're hobbits. <laughs> I don't see what the difference is. The hobbits have a blessed life. They do. They Even really have the life I kind of want. Just hang around. They just farm, farm and eat food and fucking hang out and just, they don't have, they're, they're blocked off from the rest of society so they don't fuck with anybody and they mm-hmm. just have their own shit going on and then, dude, it's you gotta love like the a hobbits. dream. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I want to live in the Shire. Shout out to New Zealand while we're at shout outs for places because. Yeah, basically the, this movie is just, like you said, an advertisement for New Zealand. Mm-hmm. Gigantic advertisement. New Zealand's uh, pretty much free real estate. I actually don't think they have an army, so like anybody can move there. They, they can't stop you. What's the name they're trying to get it changed to? Uh, it's spelled like A O Eterna or something. Aotearoa. I think we looked up a pronunciation. It's like a. It's spelled like A O T E R O A, but it's Utera or something like that. I don't know how. Look it up again. Yeah, but good for them. You know, do. Do your thing. I think that's cooler than New Zealand because yeah. I didn't even know where Old Zealand was. And I'm not going to tell you, podcast listener. You're going to have to look that up for yourself because you might be surprised. Or you might not. Hmm. Maybe there are some people that live in Old Zealand. Maybe. Shout out to you, our Dutch listeners. Oh, spoilers. Uh, see, it just gave it away. No, you don't know where Dutch is. Dutch, Dutch masters. <laughs> Shout out to Dutch masters, listeners who smoke Dutch masters. Dutch babies. Didn't you make a Dutch baby? I did. We're getting off track big time. So. Food is never off track. Hobbits like food. Hobbits love food. Yeah, see? That is true. Mm -hmm. They they get their second breakfast. They get 11Zs. Yeah, I also like that it was Bilbo's 11, what was it? 110th birthday? Yep. 111th (laughs) or 1100th birthday. (laughs) Absolute king. (sighs) I, go ahead. No, no, you go ahead. No, you please. I don't know what I was going to say. Uh-oh. <laughs> Go ahead. Do we need to pause and take a break? Nah, we're good. Go ahead. Okay. Um, trying to focus back in. So we've talked about the, the members of the of the fellowship here. Yeah. Um, a free discussion, I guess. Like, do you have any questions or anything? I'm trying to think. So, okay. Obviously, Boromir dies. Yeah. They're going to, wait a minute. Mm-hmm. So, Gandalf isn't really dead, obviously. We don't see what happens to him. He just fell off a cliff. Yeah. Yeah. It's implied that he's dead. He's gone. Yeah. Yeah. But, um. Gandalf is no more. Supposedly. But, yeah. like, I mean, spoiler, like, when we were watching The Two Towers, I saw him. No, you didn't. Yes, you didn't I did! See, you didn't see anything at all. That was Saruman you were looking at, the White Wizard. No. So, <laughs> So, yeah, but, yeah, he's not, he's not gone. Sure. Yeah, he's not gone. So, I guess, tell me how they, um, they made the hobbits look smaller next to the other actors. It's like a trick of perspective, I think. We should look it up. Yeah, that's it's definitely in like the behind the scenes stuff. I don't know. And some, we'll, you can look whatever. it up at another point, but yeah. it's, it, it, we're, there's going to be two more podcasts about this movie series, most that's likely. True. So, 
we're going to look it up and we'll be able to tell you more about that. But it is really, it's an interesting pro, pro, um, interesting trick that they were able to pull off. Because the guy who plays Gimli is like six feet tall as well. Is he really? I think so, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Dang. And they made him look like he's like four foot something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so impressive. Oh, I remember what I was going to say. Is it just me or does Elijah Wood have like really big eyes? He has huge eyes and he looks, he does a really, really good job of looking sickly or like blown out. Mm-hmm. Like just tired, exhausted, destroyed. Like when he gets stabbed by the ring wraith. Yeah. He looks like literal death. Yeah. Great job. Shout out to like the makeup and prosthetics team and stuff, but also shout out to Elijah Wood for, for just looking like that. My yeah. God. But yeah, I don't know. I feel like at sometimes that like distracted me a little bit. Like mm. when those there's those big close-ups on his face and you just see those big giant blue eyes and it's like, <laughs> God damn, look at my soul, why don't you? <laughs> One of those things. <laughs> what do you want, Elijah? Probably like it strikes you even more now when you're looking at like at home on a forty-something inch four K TV, you know? You said you didn't see this when it came out in theaters, but you have seen it in a movie theater. Yes, I have. I saw the extended editions in the movie in a movie theater. That had to have been crazy. Like It was sweet. Yeah, like I mean some of the jump scares in there, like in a movie theater would have probably made me go ah! It was <laughs> awesome, but it's all it's a it's a ride. Four hours in a in a movie theater seat oh, is geez. a long time. Yeah. Did you have to like Straight walk through. around a lot and like were you, was your butt asleep afterwards? Oh, I was I mean, afterwards, I just destroyed and just went home, <laughs> went to sleep. Who I did mean, you go with to see it? I know Pat Morris was there. Shout out to Pat if you're listening. Um, maybe Keith Rosso? Okay. A few, a, a couple other people. I think Mikey might have gone. <gasps> Mikey! Shout out to Mikey if Shout you're there. Shout out to Mikey. Um, yeah, so that was a good time. But I might have saw him in theaters, but I don't recall. I was, I mean, I was fairly young at that point, too. Yeah, when did this movie come out? Like two thousand. The early two thousand, I think two thousand one for the Fellowship. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> wow. Mm-hmm. Um. um. <laughs> Jinx. <laughs> I guess. Is there any like other cool trivia that you want to share? From this movie, I don't really have any specific trivia. I guess. Um. I like that they like spend the time going through and showing you the gifts that Galadriel gives them. Oh. Yeah. Oh no, we're good. Um. Yeah. Oh, no, monitor just shut off on the on us for a minute activity, and I just got spooked. That's <laughs> no, what happened. <laughs> um, yeah. So Gimli shit talks Galadriel the whole time he's in the woods. He's like, oh, this, "Watch out for this witch. She's gonna get you." Mm-hmm. Then he sees her, and he's like, "Oh my god, you're gorgeous. Can I, can I have some of your hair?" Yeah. Like, can I have some hair? Just simp. I love you. <laughs> and you know what? No, that's fair. She's a magical, creepy lady. I'm sorry. Anybody that asks for hair from somebody is a she, fucking weirdo. She gets it because her whole shtick is that she's a magical, creepy lady who blows people's minds with how good looking she is, even though she's not that good looking. She's really not that good looking. She's fine. She's she's Kate Blanchett. Yeah, she's it's Kate Blanchett. Great job. I think Kate. Liv Tyler's prettier than her. Yeah, well, Liv Tyler's a couple thousand years younger, so you you <laughs> live for so long and and you try looking so good as she does. Touche. Yeah. Um, I think Galadriel's like, she's like, she's like 5,000 years old or something. Elrond, too. He's damn. older than heck, as they would say. Who is that actor that plays Elrond? Hugo Weaving. He was in The Matrix. He is in The Matrix. We will see The Matrix someday. That's I've another movie I've seen him in something else. He definitely looks super familiar. Probably. Yeah. I'll have to look up he's his in, IMDb he's in or movies. something. 
Yeah, yeah he's in movies. I think he's an actor. <laughs> you might have seen him. Oh, in man. movies such as movie A and movie B. Mm. Maybe yes. even movie C. Wow. Um, nothing else that I like really had to say too, too much about the fellowship. I know, like, I'm kind of glad this podcast isn't running as long as it uh, might have. Yeah. But um, the action scenes in this movie are amazing. I mean, yeah, the cinematography. Cine- <laughs> Matography. That one mm-hmm. <laughs> was really good. <laughs> Costuming, obviously, makeup mm-hmm. design. Yeah, um, I like the score. I don't know who the composer was. Howard Shore is his name. Okay. Mm-hmm. I liked I liked the theme a lot. Um, the orchestrations were great. Um, the effects aged well, too. Yeah, they really did. The mm-hmm. CGI was honestly not horrible for being, I mean, now 21 years old. Mm, yeah. Yeah. It's crazy to think about. Mm-hmm. But yeah. I so. I think like the next I think the next thing to jump into real quick is like what are we gonna be doing next time on the podcast? So I had an idea. So our first episode and our actually most popular episode of this podcast is Predator. So I thought it would be pretty cool if we watched Prey and discussed it on the podcast. Okay. I would really like to do that because I've been meaning to watch that movie. Yeah. Everyone says it's really good, so I feel like we have to... I mean, it might be gory parts for me that I might not like too much, but... Because it's an outlier episode, like, because it, it'll be one that we haven't seen together obvi- or before, obviously. Yeah. Um, We could maybe just do it as, like, a special episode. Yeah. And then we can resume with another pick to be determined. Yeah. I think um, that's a good idea. A pick from you. Okay, I'll have to give a thought. I might take a break from subjecting you to musicals. Did I? What was our last? What was the last one? Oh no, I did the pre- the Breakfast Club. So that yeah, was, it a, was musical. a musical. All right, maybe I will subject you to a musical. Fair enough. <laughs> I think you're what four or five for four or five for five with musicals that I've watched that I've also enjoyed. Rent, I feel mm, like I kind yeah, of Rent enjoyed. you didn't really like. Um, yeah. Other than that, I mean, Phantom of the Opera was you liked that one. Yep. Um. I'm trying to think. What were the other musicals that we did? I can't really remember if we've done any other ones. Sorry for the aside, but I saw a tweet that was really funny, and it was like well, the, the moral of the fan or the the point of the Phantom of the Opera is that sometimes there's just a really weird guy that you cannot reason with. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, <laughs> they're not wrong. Oh man! All right. Well, I think we're gonna wrap up this episode. Um, any final thoughts? Lord of the Rings rules. <laughs> Hell not yeah. gay, they're hobbits. And even if they were gay, that's fine. But it's fine, but I would just like it to be addressed instead of just implied. That's what I want. Like, if they're gay, cool, but, like, don't set up all this, you know, t- tension and then have it the not pay of off. The movie, we had tension with Rosie. Not really. Oh, not like what? Not come. what's how? What is it with oh Frodo? Oh my god! He didn't go on an adventure with Rosie. He didn't get a chance. Rosie's busy being a barmaid in the Shire. Oh, fuck Rosie's Rosie. who he's fighting for. No, he's fuck not. Rosie. That's exactly what Sam is gonna do when he gets home. I highly doubt that. Well, <laughs> on that note, I guarantee you, there's gonna be some Hobbit on Hobbit booty action. And on that bombshell. <laughs> Good night. (laughs) All right. Goodbye, everyone.